Chapters thirty four to thirty nine of Tristram Shandy, Volume three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Life and Opinion of Tristram Shandy, Gentleman, Volume three by Lawrence Stern. Chapter thirty four. With two strokes, the one at Hippocrates, the other at Lord Verulam did my father achieve it the stroke at the prince of physicians with which he began was no more than a short insult upon his sorrowful complaint of the ars longa and vita brevis life short cried my father and the art of healing tedious and who are we to thank for both the one and the other but the ignorance of quacks themselves and the stage loads of chemical nostrums and peripatetic lumber with which in all ages they have first flattered the world and at last deceived it oh my lord verulam cried my father turning from hippocrates and making his second stroke at him as the principal of nostrum mongers and the fittest to be made an example of to the rest what shall i say to thee my great lord verulam what shall i say to thy internal spirit thy opium thy saltpetre thy greasy unctions thy daily purges thy nightly clusters and succedaniums my father was never at a loss what to say to any man upon any subject and had the least occasion for the exordium of any man breathing how he dealt with his lordship's opinion you shall see but when i know not we must first see what his lordship's opinion was chapter thirty five the two great causes which conspire with each other to shorten life says lord verulam are first the internal spirit which like a gentle flame wastes the body down to death and secondly the external air that parches the body up to ashes which two enemies attacking us on both sides of our bodies together at length destroy our organs and render them unfit to carry on the functions of life this being the state of the case the road to longevity was plain nothing more being required says his lordship but to repair the waste committed by the internal spirit by making the substance of it more thick and dense by a regular course of opiates on one side and by refrigerating the heat of it on the other by three grains and a half of saltpetre every morning before you got up still this frame of ours was left exposed to the inimical assaults of the air without but this was fenced off again by a course of greasy unctions which so fully saturated the pores of the skin that no spicula could enter nor could any one get out this put a stop to all perspiration sensible and insensible which being the cause of so many scurvy distempers a course of clisters was requisite to carry off redundant humours and render the system complete what my father had to say to my lord of verulam's opiates his saltpetre and greasy unctions and clisters you shall read but not to-day or to-morrow time presses upon me my reader is impatient i must get forwards you shall read the chapter at your leisure if you choose it as soon as ever the tristrapedia is published sufficeth it at present to say 
my father levelled the hypothesis with the ground and in doing that the learned know he built up and established his own chapter thirty six the whole secret of health said my father beginning the sentence again depending evidently upon the due contention betwixt the radical heat and radical moisture within us the least imaginable skill had been sufficient to have maintained it had not the schoolmen confounded the task merely as van helmont the famous chemist has proved by all along mistaking the radical moisture for the tallow and fat of animal bodies now the radical moisture is not the tallow or fat of animals but an oily and balsamous substance for the fat and tallow as also the phlegm or watery parts are cold whereas the oily and balsamous parts are of a lively heat and spirit which accounts for the observation of aristotle quod omni animal post coitum est triste now it is certain that the radical heat lives in the radical moisture but whether vice versa is a doubt however when the one decays the other decays also and then is produced either an unnatural heat which causes an unnatural dryness or an unnatural moisture which causes dropsies so that if a child as he grows up can but be taught to avoid running into fire or water as either of em threaten his destruction twill be all that is needful to be done upon that head chapter thirty seven the description of the siege of jericho itself could not have engaged the attention of my uncle toby more powerfully than the last chapter his eyes were fixed upon my father throughout it he never mentioned radical heat and radical moisture but my uncle toby took his pipe out of his mouth and shook his head and as soon as the chapter was finished he beckoned to the corporal to come close to his chair to ask him the following question aside it was at the siege of limerick and please your honour replied the corporal making a bow the poor fellow and i quoth my uncle toby addressing himself to my father were scarce able to crawl out of our tents at the time the siege of limerick was raised upon the very account you mention now what can have got into that precious noddle of thine my dear brother toby cried my father mentally by heaven continued he communing still with himself it would puzzle an oedipus to bring it in point i believe and please your honour quoth the corporal that if it had not been for the quantity of brandy we set fire to every night and the claret and cinnamon with which i plied your honour off and the geneva trim added my uncle toby which did us more good than all i verily believe continued the corporal we had both and please your honour left our lives in the trenches and been buried in them too the noblest grave corporal cried my uncle toby his eyes sparkling as he spoke that a soldier could wish to lie down in but a pitiful death for him and please your honour replied the corporal all this was as much arabic to my father as the rites of colchi and troglodytes had been before to my uncle toby my father could not determine whether he was to frown or to smile my uncle toby turning to yorick resumed the case at limerick more intelligibly than he had begun it and so settled the point for my father at once chapter thirty eight 
it was undoubtedly said my uncle toby a great happiness for myself and the corporal that we had all along a burning fever attended with a most raging thirst during the whole five-and-twenty days the flux was upon us in the camp otherwise what my brother calls the radical moisture must as i conceive it inevitably have got the better my father drew in his lungs top full of air and looking up blew it forth again as slowly as he possibly could it was heaven's mercy to us continued my uncle toby which put it into the corporal's head to maintain that due contention betwixt the radical heat and the radical moisture by reinforcing the fever as he did all along with hot wine and spices whereby the corporal kept up as it were a continual firing so that the radical heat stood its ground from the beginning to the end and was a fair match for the moisture terrible as it was upon my honour added my uncle toby you might have heard the contention within our bodies brother shandy twenty toises if there was no firing said yorick well said my father with a full aspiration and pausing a while after the word was i a judge and the laws of the country which made me one permitted it i would condemn some of the worst malefactors provided they had had their clergy yorick foreseeing the sentence was likely to end with no sort of mercy laid his hand upon my father's breast and begged he would respite it for a few minutes till he asked the corporal a question prithee trim said yorick without staying for my father's leave tell us honestly what is thy opinion concerning this self-same radical heat and radical moisture with humble submission to his honour's better judgment quoth the corporal making a bow to my uncle toby speak thy opinion freely corporal said my uncle toby the poor fellow is my servant not my slave added my uncle toby turning to my father the corporal put his hat under his left arm and with his stick hanging upon the wrist of it by a black thong split into a tassel about the knot he marched up to the ground where he had performed his catechism then touching his under jaw with the thumb and fingers of his right hand before he opened his mouth he delivered his notion thus chapter thirty nine just as the corporal was humming to begin in waddled dr slop tis not tuppence matter the corporal shall go on in the next chapter let who will come in well my good doctor cried my father sportively for the transitions of his passions were unaccountably sudden and what has this whelp of mine to say to the matter had my father been asking after the amputation of the tail of a puppy-dog he could not have done it in a more careless air the system which dr slop had laid down to treat the accident by no way allowed of such a mode of inquiry he sat down pray sir quoth my uncle toby in a manner which could not go unanswered in what condition is the boy twill end in a phimosis replied dr slop i am no wiser than i was quoth my uncle toby returning his pipe into his mouth then let the corporal go on said my father with his medical lecture the corporal made a bow to his old friend dr slop and then delivered his opinion concerning radical heat and radical moisture in the following words End of chapters 34 to 39